MoneyWeb now on the money. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider. The market narrative these days seems to be that despite experiencing all-time high inflation and interest rates in the past couple of years, the global economy will likely avoid a recession and experience a so-called soft landing. Philip Short, who's a co-fund manager at Flagship Asset Management, is not necessarily convinced of that. Thanks very much, Philip, for joining us. So the U.S. economy keeps on surprising us, growing more than anticipated in each quarter, and inflation has been steadily coming down. Being the largest economy in the world isn't that a good sign of a soft landing after everything that we've gone through with COVID, then the higher inflation and interest rates face? Yes, um, I think uh, you're right. I mean, so quarter three in the US, we had GDP at 4.9%, which is pretty strong. Coincidentally, in 2007, quarter three, we also had GDP at 4.9%. And then we went into a very hard recession and the global financial crisis. So I think that's all backward looking. So I think forward looking, the first thing we must appreciate is that a recession is just a part, natural part of an economic cycle where you have expansion, you can have contraction. And some of the signals that we're seeing at the moment now are pointing to, to a hard landing. T- take us through those signals. Okay, so if we look at uh, one of the major drivers of a hard landing will be a sharp increase in unemployment. If we're looking at the, the this whole year, every monthly report we've had of uh, unemployment data or employment data, it's beginning softer and softer, and we've had the Bureau of Labor Statistics revising those numbers down retrospectively every month. So that's where we're starting to see some weakness. Where we're seeing some definite signs of further weakness is if you look at unemployment data for temporary workers, that's already gone negative. And if you look at employment data for young workers aged between 16 and 19, that unemployment number has gone uh, is around about 12% at the moment with the general population unemployment number at about 3.9%. Mm. Um, in both those cases, for the young and temporary unemployment um, uh, numbers, they always preempt a general uh, unemployment number surge. Yeah. So while there's an... Uh, for, I was going to say, um, uh, I was going to say that while there is an expectation that interest rates are going to stay higher for longer, people are talking about interest rates coming down maybe from March onwards next year but despite that there's still concerns around debt as well yes um so firstly you know with so inflation data has been softer and interest rates could or would be coming down next year but it must be if you look historically every recession we've had uh, rates peaking and then coming down so even if rates do come down that doesn't mean anything with regards to to a recession, it could be that the rates need to come down because we have a recession. Mm. And that's probably the thinking there, and that's how it's happened um, historically. How concerned are you around the um, conflicts that we're seeing, the Middle Eastern one, of course, uh, and the Russia-Ukraine war? We know what impact that had on oil price. That's still sort of a, a possible worry, isn't it? It is. Um, but to, you know, to your uh, earlier point, I think you know, those things can quite easily be resolved overnight. Um, the U.S. Uh, debt position for me, for example, is a, is a, is a much uh, larger worry as the deficit um, that they're currently spending at the moment. I mean, if we just look at, at the implications of that, are we looking the U.S. tax receipts every year is about $5 trillion. On interest payments last year, the U.S. spent $400 billion. This year, it's $1 trillion. Next year, it's going to be closer to $2 trillion. So it's going to be by far, you know, it's, it's about 40% of next year's um, budget is going to be on interest alone. On the conflict, we could very well see 
um, the the U.S. sort of stops supporting Ukraine, and if there's no support from the U.S., there will be some sort of treaty or armistice in in the Ukraine. And we're starting to see that the Middle East is start, slowly starting to sort itself out, as Saudi Arabia and others are looking to China to almost peace break that. Yeah. So those things can change overnight. That's mm. politics for you, but economics is a little bit more fundamental. When did you start getting concerned about U.S. debt? Is that like 33 trillion at the moment? You know, was it a 15 <laughs> trillion? Was it a 16 trillion? I'm losing numbers and I'm losing count. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, the problem is when it's not. Yes, the, the, the absolute number on, on the debt burden is one thing. It's when the interest rates started increasing. Mm. That's when you started having, a, you know, 0% on 50 trillion, you're not paying any interest. Um, 5% interest on 30 trillion, that's a different story. Yeah. So it's the interest rates that have gone up which are now causing a problem. No, I hear you. Philip, thanks, thanks very much uh, for speaking to us uh, this morning. That was Philip Short, who's a co-fund manager at Flagship Asset Management. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider.